Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dear friend and teacher, I am ready and excited to continue listening to you. Please start with your next description and explanation. Dear Sylvia, if you have immersed yourself deeper with me into the cosmic connections, then you will look at the entire life from a different perspective. Cosmic knowledge means to play the game of life differently. And I want to bestow this gift to all those who are listening to this. The cosmic laws apply everywhere in the material course as well as in the subtle. They just change their forms and thus tools in this system. My intention is to do everything possible and establish that people and anyone who ever listens to this initiate and purify themselves through this knowledge, take different steps, give different impulses, live life differently. I have understood that, dear friend and teacher. Please continue your report. Due to the different forms of the areas in the subtle boundaries, different levels of experience are being captured. The experiences themselves are made in and through the bodies, through the incarnations. Every conscious being is therefore connected to the source by the eternal subdivision of knowledge into experience, of will into action, of instructive growth into transformation in forms. Nothing is lost, nothing ends, everything changes. Through the different experiences of each soul, it is shaped during its lifetime. Removed from the body, it then moves into the energetic area that corresponds to it because of its consciousness matured by experience. The law of resonance attracts this soul power, and there it remains. There she stays, until she can reincarnate, or until she wants to reincarnate? Until she can and wants to incarnate. Yes, we have already learned a lot, even from other works. But what interests me now, are there ever souls that can't find a sector? No, so this division into these different areas where a soul resides, is it just like in the incarnation process, a pure process of resonances between enriched and self-formed soul power and the frequencies of the respective areas? Yes. However, it's important that each soul 
or each field of energy with consciousness and memory perceives these areas where it's captured differently according to its attention and power. Keep talking. Every soul. I want to point out two components in this regard. The power of the soul, the potential of the soul, and its state of purity create, through resonance, the movement into the plane that is appropriate according to its state of separation from the body. These planes may be the realms of the dead or even higher vibratory frequency ranges. But how each individual soul perceives this frequency range is completely different. Someone who inhabits the bright plane of the dead won't always be able to perceive all the other departed souls. They will be confronted with their belief systems, their history, and the associated memories and imprints. Many experiences shape this, and these many experiences therefore create the perception of each individual soul. So the classification you told me about is primarily a kind of rough description of the large different frequency ranges, right? But still, it's possible for every soul, independent of these frequency ranges, to perceive them in their own way, correct? That's right. All living beings, all moving energy fields with consciousness like the incarnated energies, are greatly influenced by their perception. Therefore, my great concern is that, now, Today and here, currently, as some would say so beautifully, that you understand these are the basic levels, the fundamental divisions, but still the perception in the respective areas is much more diverse, much more varied. I understand, but aren't there energy fields in the higher frequency ranges that are equipped with such a clear consciousness that they perceive energies exactly as they are, uninfluenced by their imprints? Yes. We in the higher frequency ranges perceive the shapes of the souls more clearly, while others still perceive some sort of faces or even observe human transformations as a translation of energy. We recognize the soul's frequency more and more in its colors and details. That's very interesting because it means that the lower frequency ranges were greatly influenced by the last incarnation. And the higher the soul energy vibrates, the clearer the forms of everything that they really are will also be recognized. That's how it is, and the movements then you're closer to the, let's put it this way, primitive forms. And the others are still heavily influenced by what one could call biases, right? Yes, one can do that. When one hears about contamination, they think of dirt, but it has nothing to do with it. It's rather about the distortion of the actual energetic truth, perhaps through belief patterns, right? One person perceives Krishna speaking to him, for another it's Jesus. 
For an unconditioned mind, it's simply just a soul communicating with them, isn't it? Correct. That is, at the lower levels, the soul energy, for example, still recognizes friends or parents or children in the form they are familiar with. And they preferably still look as they did in their last lifetimes. However, the same energies are not perceived with these attributes any longer in the higher frequency ranges by the beings of higher frequency, but in their true energy, that is, a pure soul form, whatever form it might take. You're making it a bit complicated with this question, dear, but yes. The approach is correct. Initially, you'll see familiar images that form in your consciousness when you resonate with known soul energy. But as you vibrate at a higher frequency, you'll recognize the original soul energy and know it's not always round. It includes ovals, wide, large, smaller, changing, ever bubbling, very agile and somewhat slower energies. The variety is infinite. Yes, I understand. This means that, for example, as a representative of higher vibrating domains, it's possible for you to perceive the soul in one of its incarnational memories, while simultaneously recognizing the actual soul within it. Yes, that's exactly how it is. I see everything that I want to show. What I am wondering now is, when you meditate and see images of beings that are disguised with faces, does this mean that you're mostly in those lower or middle frequency areas, because you're not only sensing their pure, clear soul energy, but also seeing translation images again? No. When you are incarnated, the consciousness of the soul translates exclusively into images that it knows, in this form. By this, I mean that these are images that the consciousness of worldly understanding is familiar with on the respective planet. This is important and also correct in order to strengthen trust in the cosmos. What does it do for you if you perceive a flickering sphere or an oval energy? It is much more appealing to you as a human being who meets personalities daily and communicates with them that you perceive a memory of such a form imprinted in this soul. It simply helps you to open up. Yes, I understand that, but here we're entering into the area where faith-based images become important again. The kind of imprinting that people receive, because whoever carries certain faith-based images within them, conveyed by the church or other faith institutions, they will indeed see such images in their meditations and perhaps also during the transition, correct? Correct. And let's now go back to the topic of transition. For instance, if someone claims to perceive Mary or Jesus, does this perception fade over moments, over time, so to speak, over the eternity that the soul then experiences? Yes. Really? Truly, when the soul's power finds peace within itself, when it doesn't hold any images of yearning, 
it's likely that these images might change as perception continues to form. The more you sense subtleties, the more energy changes. This change modifies perception. However, if the soul's energy wishes to reincarnate soon, these images naturally remain deeply embedded within it and do not change. As always, it's an incredibly diverse and individually distinct experience. Most importantly, in the here and now, you must understand that these perceptions are crucial to what you will experience after transition. Okay, but back to the body. Therefore, we are unable to perceive the original energy of a soul as long as we are incarnated. That's how it is. See, I would already be physically interested in why this is the case. But you probably don't have an answer, do you? No, sometimes you ask somewhat too technical questions. Well, it's interesting though, surely it's the analytical nature of my ego asking this. But can people while meditating move their consciousness to such high levels even if their energy isn't vibrating so high? No, Sylvia. Everything is always interconnected. Only the frequency of the soul that resides within you also determines the level of consciousness. And this, in turn, is crucial for perceiving other dimensions. Moreover, irrespective of these components, it is simply and ultimately a matter of strength. Only if a soul is very potent and robust can it visit the highly vibrating areas during its incarnation. But you usually lose power in the bodies during the incarnation processes, so the perceptions of the upper dimensions are quite rare. That's a shame, isn't it? I'm neutral on this, Sylvia. Yes, I know. But wouldn't it be wonderful if all people could perceive the entire range, the full richness of the cosmos in their bodies, in their incarnation? Yes. I can't think of any more questions right now, I believe. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No. So what's the next chapter? We're examining the nature of the white balls as they roam through the areas. The white spheres as they roam around the areas, it sounds like they are transforming. Yes, of course, they clean, they pick things up and transform them. It's a very complex task. Okay, I'm excited. Thanks a lot, dearest friend and teacher. Thank you, love. Thank you, dear Sylvia, dear.